Welcome to episode 316 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for people who play Magic the Gathering, whether that's sitting at home, jamming some arena like we do basically all, all the, the time. time, heading out to an FNM or even a Magic Fest. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, uh, we've got everything you could ever want in your life. I know that's a big claim. I know, but it's, but it's so true. Much. It's We're true. We're going to answer some mailbag questions. That's right. We're going to have some story time. <gasps> story time with Megan. We haven't had a Megan story I've, time forever. forever. And I don't know anything that's going on with the story. So well, it's going to be new to me and you as well. If you haven't been keeping up, keeping up a magic story, you're about to find out what's happening. Plus we'll talk about the pillars of standard right now. That's right. If you've been playing magic arena or F or heading out to grand prix or SCG events, as Megan said, uh, you want to know how to beat the top decks in standard and what to be ready for. That's right. You don't want to be going in blind. So we're going to tell you how to beat all of the best decks. Yes. As some people have said, we should have another show that's called the end step. Yeah. <laughs> That's on Fridays. It tells you what to get ready for for your yeah. FNM. Because right now you can also listen to our new news show on Mondays called The Upkeep. That's right. That tells you all of the hottest magic gossip happening. Oh, yeah. Hot gossip. And hot by news. gossip, I mean actual things that have happened. But I mean, also, we do talk about what people are saying. That's true. It's relevant sometimes. So if you want to put your ear to the metaphorical door... <laughs> between the keyhole between you and the people talking about magic so you can hear what they're saying this is falling apart quickly <laughs> makes sense to me we are the staff in a very large manor house and we uh have oh, no yeah. morality and listen at the yeah. doors and we pass that information this along is, to you it's a classic upstairs downstairs yes 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 what made would you be Oh, uh, or position in a household. I that's thank you for clarifying because I would be I would be a butler. Ooh, the the head, you're in charge. Yes, I would Ooh, be in you, charge. What do you think your best buttling skill is? <laughs> um, great question. I would say wearing a dapper suit. Oh, excellent. Oh, well, that is definitely skill. a good reason to yes. be the butler. What about you? I would like to be the footman. Um, who marries oh. the pretty daughter. Wow. You're <laughs> I went full on Downton Abbey yes, here. <laughs> you're really aspiring. I also want to drive the car. <laughs> so what? Well, that's that's my deal. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah, Spoilers for Downton Abbey. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. If you're still back on season one, <laughs> get with the times. Get with them. But before we do, guess what? What? It's February, Megan. Do you know what yes. that means? It means it's Patreon Pledge Drive Month. Yay! Thank you so much to everyone who has already become a patron this month. We so appreciate it. Um, if you watched our telethon video last week <laughs> and if you or listened to the episode last week, you know we've <laughs> talked a little bit about how there's been some other stuff that we can't talk about going on um, that's kind of put us in a more precarious situation financially. And we so appreciate everyone who has stepped up in the past couple of weeks. Oh my gosh, it's been wonderful. To help us out. It really means so, so, so much to us. We can't even say how much it means, yeah. honestly. And if you haven't uh, stepped yet, stepped up yet, we encourage you to do so. Help us out through some tough times. Uh, we hope that we're here for you and that you can be here for us. Yes. And, you know, if you're the kind of person who's like, oh, guess what I heard on Good Luck High Five or something like that. That's right. If you, that probably if you means you <laughs> to your game store, you sit down with your friends and you're like, guess what I heard? Yeah. Guess what they were like, guess what the upkeep told me was happening? in the magic news or guess what i heard about on good luck high five hey man maybe yeah you know maybe if you just even think that in your head bit. your own brain yes <laughs> you know 
but but yeah, so that's that's a reason to support, I think. And we're giving you some incentives this month too. If you become a new patron in the month of February or you increase your pledge, we're throwing in a little bonus gift. That's right. You can get tokens. We have a custom Maria and Megan <gasps> tokens uh, that you can get. I'm so excited. They're really cool. We have it so that you can even there's a little blank at the top and in the bottom right corner so you can write in the creature type and the power and toughness yes for whatever kind of token you most often use or if you have a specific deck that you want them to go with uh so that that way you know they're flexible yeah so we'll send you a pair of those they're double-sided and by the way we're going to give you another way to acquire these next month but this month uh they're an incentive and they're free if you become a patron or up your pledge so that's kind of like a little extra bonus for you too and if by the way you are at our top pledge on patreon first of all thank you yes you are amazing you just need to email us and tell us that you would like the tokens because guess what you all are like you know really doing work out there yes. so <laughs> you can just tell us you want more and you can't up your pledge anymore since you're at the highest level so uh that's all you have to do if you're if you're a desolation twin level thank you as well to our sponsor card kingdom cardkingdom.com slash glhf uh they are a fantastic place to get all of your magic needs boosters sleeves boxes binders etc 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 if you play other board games oh, yeah. or you watch our board game channel yes. and you've seen some sick board games that you want to try out because there are games that i get after our board game reviewer talks about oh, them oh yeah they're great um you can also get those at card kingdom because they are a full-on game store yeah um, so go at, go over there, check them out, uh, and you know, get your magic needs. Yeah. Use the link, um, slash GLHF. If you, if you head over there and you can ask for a sticker in your order and they'll give you one too. By the way, our board game review this week is for reef. Yes. Which is by the makers of Azul next move games. And we love beautiful. Azul and reef is their new, their new title. Um, and it's just as beautiful yes. as their other games and components delightful. are wonderful yes. and we are playing that game along with nicholas on our board game channel youtube.com slash glhf board game so if you want to hang out with us as we play a board game yeah. hey you can't like really do that unless you like live here and stuff but you yes. can virtually by going over and subbing to our youtube channel and hanging out as we play reef one quick final thing before we start the show here in my hand, I have a foil playset of the new art of Slippery Boggle. Yes. And I'm giving it's this so away cute. because it's my birthday this month. And for Maria's birthday, I want to do a Boggle birthday giveaway because, you know, they both start with B. Anyway, um, yeah, if you enter our Gleam giveaway, the link is in the show notes or underneath this YouTube video, you can uh, be entered to win a whole bunch of swag from all of our sponsors and stuff. And I'm also throwing in this foil playset of Slippery Boggle, which I'm going to sign. So there you go. And another reason to um, check out our Gleam giveaway. Or if you think boggles are the scourge of the universe you can burn them not. you can win them and, win burn, them and burn them and tweet it at us i don't care <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody it's time for a standard corner that's right it's just an average corner 90 degrees yeah not not even any more or any less than that no and do you know what what according to the reed duke yes the one and only the one and only there are currently how many pillars of standard he said six i added a couple other pillars right. i made it eight wow so i added pillars to reed's who columns. are you to amend reed duke's, <laughs> duke's beautiful of mansion standards. of magic that he's created with 
<laughs> six pillars. Well, you were, you came in as a bit, like an extra designer, yeah. and we're like, slap two more pillars. Get two on more that. pillars in there. He, anyway, he wrote a great article called "The Six Pillars of Standard," which broke down the top standard decks and kind of what they're all about. And we decided this would be great to talk about because if you're playing arena or doing whatever you want to do, you it's really really helpful to know what the decks are before you kind of yes. charge into that environment. Maria, what have you been playing in standard recently? Wow, great question. So we talk about this from week to week, and um, I've, I've actually been experimenting with a bunch of different decks, and the one that I've been playing the most recently is one I didn't even talk about last week, which is, is it Drake's? You've been playing Is It Drake's? I have. Maria, get out of Do here. Do you want to know why? Why? Because it, ke- it kept beating me. Yes, because Is It Drake's is so good. It's so good. I've been playing Is It Drake's. So I wasn't actually very hot on this deck last standard cycle. I thought it was yeah. pretty good, but I could beat it with my Boros Angels deck, so I wasn't all, you know, like hot and bothered about it. Recently, even though I do think you can still play Boros Angels, I was just getting smashed with it again and again. I'm like, what is different? Terramander is the answer. Yeah. And it just makes it that much better. It's a little 1-1 one, one for one that has flying, but also it can become a 5-5. Five, five. Yeah, this card is sneakily good, especially with... It just... It grows, like you said, but uh, what am I thinking of? The two match chart, of course. Gosh, my brain today. Chart, of course. Terramander plus chart, of course. It's just like yeah. GG. Yeah. Honestly, chart, of course, is great to cast whenever. Well, Even yeah. If you have an attack. That's true. Chart, of course, is aces. So, should we start with Is it Drake's? Yeah, sure. Okay, so Is it Drake's um, really has kind of been under the flying, under the radar, if you will, at some of the bigger tournaments, which is the SCG tournaments we've had in these past couple of weekends. It hasn't been like at the top of any of the lists, but my gosh, does it just yeah. wreck? I've been using um, Andrea Mangucci last week, I want to say, posted an article uh, with a little video that's all about playing and sideboarding with Is It Drake's, Great. which is super helpful um, because it's the je- deck that I've been using to grind best of three matches in same, standard. Same. Um, and it's wow, we've ended up on the same perfect. deck. What? This is, is happening. This is a weird future. Oh god! How is this possible? This is really scary. Anyway, continue. Um, and that's how that's how I first came across it because I had it built from last standard, and I agree that the addition of Terramander has made it a better deck. Yes, I really like it. Um, it's gone through a few life cycles. The first life yeah. cycle didn't have Arclight Phoenix and it just had your classic Drakes. Yeah. And then it kind of transformed and shifted and Niv-Mizzet was kind of the star of the yeah. deck. And then it shifted now uh, again and there's no more Arclight Phoenixes. Niv-Mizzet yeah. lives in your sideboard and, and Terramander is your one drop of choice. Yeah. It's really, it's really interesting. So um, I, I really enjoy it. I think it's super great for yes. a couple of reasons. Like we mentioned, the Terramander chart, of course. Yeah. Um, it's so resilient. Like, the creatures are really good. Yeah. They must be dealt with. Yes. It has an efficient card advantage engine that's built off of its creatures, like yeah. Crackling Drake and that kind of thing. And chart, of course, is just stupid. Two mana, draw two cards. Maria! Okay. Have you have you felt the joy of drawing cards? I have. I mean, turn one, a Terramander, turn two, chart, of course, you're just like... And now I win. And now I win. And But here's my actual favorite part of the deck. Yeah. Which this might not surprise you if you know that I love to play the SRAM draw cards deck back in the day in standard. Um, is Spell Pierce. Yeah. Spell Pierce is so good. It's so good. People are like Wilderness Reclamation and I'm like Spell Pierce. It's in the main deck. Yeah. Yeah. Teferi, Spell Pierce. It's You're great. dead. 
Yeah, and you also pack shocks in this deck too. So even if Teferi tucks your Drake, you're just like, goodbye, poop. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy um, Dive Down. It's probably oh, my yeah. favorite part dive of it. It's because it's just so nice to have, you have like a, a Drake that can kill someone over two turns and they'll be like, you hit them once and they're like, okay. And then they try and kill it and you're like, dive down. And they're like, now I'm dead. Yeah. Because yeah. I had one turn to deal with this creature. It's great. Yeah. Drake's is, is an excellent deck and it's super yeah. fun. So. And I would say, honestly, Spell Pierce, you mentioned like win cons for decks like the Nexus of Fate deck. But honestly, it's just sort of like, for me, it's like Vraska's Contempt. Sure. You're looking at countering all of the things that are trying to kill your Drakes. Yeah. You know, I like, mean, great. it's it's double protection. If they've got that blue mana open, you're just like, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, they're going to spell pierce me. They're going to dive down me. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, here's the ways to beat the deck that we have listed or things that you need to look out for. So we mentioned Terramander being super great. Keep your eye on their graveyard as yeah. to when they can. I was going to almost say monstrous this adapt this creature into yes. a five five five. when they can monstrous it yeah um so just make sure you've got that on your mind um spell pierce of course we talked about out of the sideboard this deck also has access to disdainful stroke yes um which can deal with a lot of your bigger spells and so. negates and negates check so check yourself before you wreck yourself for those yeah. kind of things and if you're like i shouldn't worry about this chart of course that they just cast the answer is you probably should worry about it <laughs> There's nothing you can do about no, it. No, no. It happens. It's just going to happen to you. But just FYI, it's yeah. even worse for you than you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess running this deck out of its creature threats is the way that you have to beat it. Being mm -hmm. able to deal with all of them and fight through the spell pierces and fight through. Um, or even if you just have a swift enough clock, if you can kill creatures a couple of times long enough for you to kill them. Yeah. Because that's where is it Drake's struggles is they do only have a handful of creatures, like a handful of blockers yeah. or a handful of attackers. And so usually what you're trying to do as the Drake's player is kill their stuff or keep their stuff off long enough that you essentially combo kill them um, with like a 13-4 Drake. <laughs> what I think... Across two turns. And if you're clocking them quickly enough where it's like, I'm clocking you and I can kill one Drake, and now I have a little window of time in which I can win this game. Right. Yeah, Ixalan's binding is, is pretty huge against yes. the Drake's deck. It only has th three creatures. There's three creatures, so... You took away one of them. That's rough. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to another deck, which is one of the pillars in our eight-pillared house. Yes. It's a very fancy house. Should we just do the other one that you added? Sure. Uh, so the other one I added was Mono Blue Aggro. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I have not played against this a lot. Okay. So um, I have a, a few times, okay. and this deck is very, very, very good. And it won the, the most latest SCG Dallas Open that we had this past weekend. And currently, uh, Alexander Hain is on the Mythic leaderboard for Standard uh -huh. on Arena. And this is his deck of choice, so he's number one. Okay. And so this is what he's been championing, Mono Blue Aggro. So it's exactly the same as it's always been. Yeah. <laughs> there has been no change with the, with the uh, re most recent set, and you're just playing tiny little creatures, usually for one mana, and suiting them up with curious obsession and then protecting them with counter spells so it's exactly the same as it's always been but uh what i wanted to talk about playing versus this deck is a lot of times their first play will just play um you know a merfolk unblockable boop turn one okay yeah. and then pass the turn because they literally can't do anything else and if you have a shock in your hand i encourage you do not try to be clever and wait until the next turn when they play a curious obsession on this just kill it just kill it just kill it just kill it don't try and get the two for one. That's yeah. my personal advice. 
any window that you see to kill their creature. You must take it before they can counter your spell. Do you know what I think about also when we talk about this? Because this deck also runs Siren Storm Tamer. Yeah. So the Siren Storm Tamer, right... If you ever think about it like, oh, I now have to kill this before I can kill something else. Yeah. I think of um, PV wrote an article a while back now, probably at least a year ago, that was about how you should make your opponent make the correct play. So if you're like, I don't know, should I target the Mistbinder or yeah. not Mistbinder? Um, Miss Cloakerald? Miss Cloakerald. Should like I target that or the Storm Tamer? It's like, oh, I have to kill the Storm Tamer first. Like, no, just no, target just that target Herald. It. And then make them sacrifice it and make the correct play. So my dad is a coach of many different sports growing up in my life. And he would always say, make your opponent make the mistake. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is another is, is an example of that. Make them make the right play, as yes. Paolo puts it. But yeah, kill their creature at any cost. And what what else? They always have it. <laughs> they okay. always have the counter spell. They always spell. have the counter spell, okay? It's very true. So and please you play can like be that. like, they're going to, maybe I can wait until they tap out of it. It's not going to happen. No, they you will never tap po- out. Point that removal spell at it, eat the counter spell, and maybe next time. Yeah, move on with your life. Move on with your life. Because they will counter stuff. But yeah, very, very strong deck, which I would expect to see a lot of at the um, Invitational mm-hmm. um, because it's super good in best of one and maybe even the Pro Tour. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, mono blue aggro, everybody. We'll see coming up. All right. Those are the two pillars that Maria slapped on that pillars. building. Yeah. To make it properly Grecian. <laughs> Ooh, very nice. Okay. Um, how about a very popular deck that a lot of people are playing that's just Value Town USA? Sultai. Yeah. Classic Value Town USA. Uh, it is, as you have on here, an evolution of Golgari midrange. Yeah. So, they're like, what about also blue? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just put some. Um, specifically for hydroid crasses oh yeah this is the card it's the big buddy right now it is it's everywhere big big jellyfish hydro beast (laughs) gross no that's what it sounds like i'm just i'm just telling you you get the cards and you gain the life even if it doesn't resolve yeah pretty great this card does it all it's sphinx's rev megan don't you love it you know i kind of (laughs) do can't say that i don't (laughs) it's uh it's a big Big fat flyer, and it's everywhere. There are a few ways to deal with it, though. Uh, hostage taker and deputy of detention. Yeah. They will steal that, and even if, you know, you get your deputy or your hostage taker killed, it'll it's go right to the graveyard after that. An old zero zero. It's a zero zero. The old zero zero. So there's a few things to keep in mind when you're playing against this deck. The first thing is mana dorks. So this deck yeah. has a few mana dorks. Lanowar elves, uh, incubation druid. Yeah. And if you think you want to take them off of their mana, if that's, you know, helping you with your game, plan by making sure they don't accelerate mm-hmm. into six mana or something like that kill them here's what i would i would i would spend a shock on a lanowar else i would not spend a lava coil yeah that's a good way to put it i would spend a cast down a shock or i think a lava coil on an incubation druid agree incubation druid is more yeah. of a problem yes because that can become a three five and it can accelerate very fast and some people play different iterations of sultai that are using hadana's climb and that kind of thing and if they're using hadana's climb then You're you really you really need to be wor- wor- yes. worried about that incubation druid i but will spend anything that i can to kill a wild growth walker 100 percent. i hate that card oh get trouble. out of here but there's not a very big window for you to kill that thing with your lava coil once you have one chance you have one chance when they cast it because next turn they always play jade light ranger and now it is too big yep exactly yeah i always spend my lava coil if i can if i've got my hand on that wild growth walker yeah it just gets out of control too quickly get out of town on the other hand with drakes the nice thing is that your drakes are always big enough to trade 
That's true with anything ever. Yes. It's so true. Chromium? Big enough. Big enough. Carnage Tyrant? Man, people, it's nice to play a deck that people play that and you're like, whatever. The other day I was watching Paulo stream actually and he's like, Carnage Tyrant, that's such a garbage card. <laughs> there you go. And I was like, Hall of Famer. Hey, Carnage Tyrant is kind card. of not good enough right now. Yeah. I mean, it's still a good card, but this like. This is a good time to be alive. I mean, seriously, like play a Hydra Crassus instead. That's what you'd mm -hmm. rather have. And, okay. Anyway, so. soapbox moment over. Beware yeah. of Vivian Reed if you're playing Drakes. Obviously, she comes down on five. Your dive down will save your creature from that, and then you can attack Vivian. And of course, or just attack your opponent. Can oh, you? yeah, just kill your opponent if things are going great for you. Find finality at six mana is a, one of those ways that you sometimes want to keep them off their mana with their mana dorks um, yeah. because that will kill your Drake army if you're playing Drakes. But and remember, Vivian Reed also hits enchantments. That's true. Very relevant. Yes. All right, what's up next? Esper Control. So, this All is the right. flavor of control at the moment that's yeah. the most popular and um it's your classic control deck that's trying to stop you from doing everything ever <laughs> and then perfect slowly killing your soul by playing teferi <laughs> yeah so that's how i like to win my game so why aren't you playing esper control because i can play turns oh okay great 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 um yeah so it wins with teferi or with chromium so yeah. those are the two cards that it do you know what? Chromium's for chumps. I mean, seriously, you don't even need it. No. Chromium's just a spot that you're not putting in a better card. <laughs> it's not your fifth copy of Teferi. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, I guess I'll put a Chromium oh, in. Fine. Yeah, you, you can't have five Teferi, so that's why you play a Chromium. So with the, the thing with Esper Control is a little bit, sometimes a little bit slow because its lands are coming in tapped and stuff. So that's how you can kind of take advantage of this deck is by trying to get off to a, a start that's too quick for them to be able to deal with you. And then if you are playing a deck like Drake's using your counter spells to stop their stuff, that's more critical for them winning the game. And that is Teferi, of course. This is Cleansing Nova, uh, Kaya's Wrath, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It can stop those once you've already built up a critical mass of creatures that's attacking their life total. So just beware about that. And it brings in Thief of Sanity and sometimes Lyra out of the board. Sometimes I've even seen Lyra in the main deck. I don't know. That's crazy. But anyway, yeah. they will bring in a couple of creatures out of the board. So don't take out all of your removal. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up, we've got the deck that you were on last week, yes. Azorius Aggro. So this deck's still great. Don't get me wrong. This deck's still excellent. Maria still loves creatures. Um, yeah, so I love Azorius Aggro. Have you played against it? I have not even played against it. Wow. Or okay. if I have, maybe I have. But honestly, when you're playing turns, you don't even care. <laughs> You don't even care what no. they're playing. It's like, whatever. This is Beat Downtown USA, Population U. Um, this used to be Mono White, or it used to be Boros Aggro, and their addition is Deputy of Detention and Counterspells out of the sideboard. Yes. So these are the things you need to worry about when you're playing against this. They're going to try and be very, very quick. Beware of these History of Benalia chains. Oof. Th <laughs> turn three history into turn four history. Goodbye. It's very, very hard to come back from that. Yeah. So beware if you have counter, if you're packing counter spells to just beware that that could happen to you. It could happen to you. Uh, Deputy of detention. So if you've got m multiple creatures of the same kind out on the board or something, or even a planeswalker or whatever, deputy can steal them. Beware of this. It doesn't just target creatures. It'll take all your stuff. Yeah. Banalish Marshall I have on this list. You need to do the math. If they played Banalish Marshall against me next turn, what can I do? 
Yeah. Will they be able to kill me? And venerated loxodon turns. If you're like, oh, I don't need to worry about that creature. It's small enough for me to kill with my shock. Well, watch out. Venerated loxodon. It might not be. Might have something to say about that. So, yeah. <laughs> I love Azorius Agro. I think it's a very good deck. And, uh, yeah, pretty powerful uh, deck in the metagame right now. All right. Next, we've got Mono Red Aggro. It wins by being the worst and dumb. <laughs> um... <laughs> The worst and dumb. And dumb. Of course, right now it has Skewer the Critics for a single red. It is sorcery speed, so life still sucks. <laughs> and Light Up the Stage, which is a single red mana draw two cards. Yeah, well, you thought Chert, of course, was good. Yeah. I mean, I still think it's good because it's blue. But you Light Up the Stage, come on. Who's giving red all this card draw? I don't know who it is. And somebody inside Wizards. Well... Whoever they are, I'd like to have a word with them. You know what's interesting? This deck used to play Experimental Frenzy. Now they're just like, nah, no. light up the stage. Why would you spend four mana when you can spend one? Exactly. So, you know, it's just it's just a deck that it sucks. So this is what to keep, <laughs> keep in mind, because you will play against this, especially if you're playing best of one. It's just a deck that sucks. Number one. They have every bolt known to man, so... Yes, if you're like, oh my gosh, I'm at six, maybe I'll survive through next turn if they can't attack me. They have six points of burn in their hand. I'm sorry, <laughs> that's just the way it is. <laughs> they just, even if they don't have any cards in their they hand, have no cards they in have hand, six points of burn. They have six points of burn <laughs> in their hand. They just have it. How many cards do they have in their hand? All of those are six <laughs> points of burn. Every combination of that equals at least six points of burn. This is accurate. And what I love most is like, oh, they don't have any cards and they're going to take their draw. So maybe they'll draw a land. No. No. They no. won't. They'll they draw won't. a bolt. They're going to draw a bolt. <laughs> Beware. Risk factor. That can you pay the four life? You know? Do you know what? And sometimes it's a it's a real question, um, especially if you're looking at a deck that you're playing that has a swift enough clock. Sometimes it's reasonable to give them the cards <gasps> because they're not going to be able to cast them in time. Ooh, spicy. Right now, it, they do have a lot of cheap cards, but at the same time, if they're casting if they're casting risk factor on three, you know that they're in a little bit of a tight spot. Yeah. Because that's not a great turn three play. Yeah. And if you see that, sometimes it's correct to be like, I'm going to give them the cards because they're not going to have enough time to cast them all. Interesting. Okay, keep that in mind. Risk factor. Uh, electrostatic field. Some of these decks play this card, which is an 04 that pings every time that they play an instant or sorcery at you. Kill and uh, you need to kill it. Yep, kill it. I know it's an 04. You have to kill it. <laughs> Sorry to tell you that. And keep in mind that rekindling phoenix sometimes comes in out of the sideboard. All right, so Megan, I'm going to let you take the reins yes. on this next deck. Last up, we've got Nexus of Fate. There's Ooh. a couple of different flavors of it. My personal favorite is the Bant version uh, that has, obviously, Wilderness Reclamation, which I think all of the versions right now have. Oh, yeah. Gifts of Paradise and just card draw. Card draw for days. For days and days it's and days. Beautiful. Simic it's Nexus beautiful. is kind of like the hot the hotness at this very moment of recording the show, but who knows yeah. what's going to happen in the next couple of days. Um, sometimes it will have a one of kill spell like expansion explosion or hydroid crassus, something that if your opponent is not conceding, you can use to finish <laughs> them off. If you have to, she said with disdain, <laughs> I did, I did say it with disdain, but yeah, it's like a one of in their deck. They just have to find yes. their win condition. But also at the end of the day, remember that if they resolved it to fairy and they're, 
able to take all of the turns, they're just going to exile all of your permanents. Yeah. And once you've seen them exile three of your permanents with an emblem, just concede the game. You know what? I took, I've been taking your advice on this. Yeah. You said if they have a flipped as Kanta and they have to ferry, this is a concede situation. Yes. And, and a wilderness reclamation. And a wilderness reclamation. They're, they're going to find They'll it. They'll find it. Yes. So this is, this has helped my life a lot by just yes. being like concede and uh, moving on. <laughs> because I feel like there's the people out there who are just like, there'll be, I like, I'm missing out on the, on the fractions of times that they don't. And the truth is, I'm maybe that fraction exists, but I believe that it's so small that essentially you should treat it as though it does not. Unless you're playing some like big tournament. Unless you're not even big tournament. I'm saying unless you are playing a thousand matches against Nexus of Fate, because then maybe the one out of a thousand times that it will happen that they whiff a time is going to be relevant. But if you're playing anything less than a thousand games, just concede. <laughs> it's not going to happen. We still want Frank Karsten to come in on this. Yes. Because I'm actually very exactly. interested on what the percentages are. But I, maybe that math well, is we impossible. Well, him. Okay. We'll Why email does Frank Karsten No math is impossible. Ooh, okay. Okay. Let's email him. All right. <laughs> so- That's his slogan. That's his email tag. <laughs> Carson, no, no math, math is, is impossible. impossible. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I like that. Okay, so what do I need to be aware of if I'm playing against you? Honestly, everything. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's not an okay answer. I know, I know. <laughs> okay, what do I need to concern myself with the most? I would say probably um search for his canta. Yep. And to fairy. Yeah. And here's the thing is that so many people target the wilderness reclamations thinking that it's go- it's the way to win the game. And maybe it's the thing that can give you a small out, right? It is nice to not have let them have their mana. Yeah. Especially if they're playing a version where you've seen counter spells. But I'm talking about a version where there's no counter spells. Wilderness reclamation only says untap lands. Yeah. And that honestly only matters if you have a search for Azkanta out and then you're you can search twice a turn but what about like chemistry's insight and finding their cards and stuff that's true it's just like the the thing that you honestly want to counter the most is probably to fairy right um or the things that are going to allow them to search their deck so wilderness reclamation don't i guess what i'm saying is don't think that killing wilderness reclamation is an auto win because it is no that's that's if you have five lands and a Teferi, and you can get through to your next turn where you'll have five and untap two. That's enough to cast a Nexus of Fate. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's just, that's that's my big PSA, is like killing that Wilderness Wreck does not equal a win. You're going to have to fight through a whole lot more. That being and said. Teferi is all, a very big problem. I do think that you should, if you, sh- if you can kill it, you should. Yeah. Because. But I'm saying if but- you have... Say you're looking at your hand and you have one Ixalan's Binding. Yeah. And they have a Wilderness Wreck out. I would wait a turn and see if they have Teferi. Ah, I see. Because if you're going to counter one of those two things or take one of them away, my fear is for Teferi. Yeah, for sure. I've lost more games where I have a Wilderness Wreck and no Teferi than I've lost games where I have Teferi and no Wilderness Wreck. This is such a hard problem, though, because you sit there and then you're like, well, okay, I give them Wilderness Reclamation, but they don't have Teferi in hand, but now I've enabled them to be able to draw cards to find Teferi. But that's the thing is that I have to have those cards in my hand. True. Right? I need to have at least a Chemister's Insight 
or something like that that's going to to help me start going off precognitive perception yeah exactly and a lot of those there's only one or two of those in the deck um so anyways i guess that's just what i'm saying is from my experience is when i'm playing the deck the place where i'm worried and the place where i've had more trouble is i have a wilderness wreck but unless I have card draw, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Again, all it says is untap your lands. So I'm in a much worse place if someone takes away to fairy and I can't see more cards out of my deck. That's when I'm going to be in trouble. Sure. Maybe I'm coming at this as a Drake's player specifically, and I should be thinking of it more open-ended yeah. from, from all the other deck standpoints. I mean, like, I... I get it, but I mean it like a, a spell pierce is way more effective on my thing that's going to draw cards yeah. than on my thing that says untap lands. Wow. So I'm, I'll say it one more time, but again, all that Wilderness Reclamation says <laughs> is untap lands. It doesn't say draw cards. <laughs> no. Unless doesn't. they have a split search for his canton, in which case yeah, that yeah. is trouble. Yeah. Um, so you need to be worried about these three things, search for Ascanta, Wilderness Rec, uh, and Teferi. Mm-hmm. And those are the only things you really need to worry about. And I would say if I'm putting them in order, um, I mean, there's not a lot you can do about search, but it probably still goes at the top. Yeah. Then to fairy and then wilderness. Rack. Yeah. You know what I did in my Drake's deck? What? I put, <laughs> this might've been the worst thing ever to do. I put in a field of ruin, a one, a one of a no, spicy one of field of ruin. If you can kill a, if you can kill a flip search, it's very good. You know, uh, my deck runs three spell pierce in the main, and um, sometimes you don't have it, you know, exactly when they're trying to play their search for Ascanta, but if I did, I would certainly use it. Yes. Um, but uh, later on in the game, I'm like, oh, dang, their Ascanta's already flipped, but if I have Field of Ruin and I'm able to destroy it, then I've bought myself probably quite a lot of time, depending on their hand, um, to finish them off with the Drakes. Yeah, I get it. Like, I feel like Wilderness Wreck, and I know we're spending more time on this than we've done the other, but I've played a lot of this deck. <laughs> I get because people look at Wilderness Rack and they're like, oh, that's what's enabled this deck to become like this, yes. right? It's what's enabled it to say at the end of my turn, untap all my lands and cast, cast a nexus or search with this uh, sunken ruin and, yeah. then, and then untap and cast a nexus of fate. But the truth is, at the end of the day, the power of this deck is in the card draw. Um, there have been times when it's just like, if you took away my Wilderness Reclamation... At the end of the day, I'm fine. Yeah. Because what you didn't take away was my ability to draw cards. Wow. All right. So there you go. Nexus of Fate in all of its different forms. One of our our, our eighth pillar of our magic mansion. Oh, dang. (sighs) I love it. So, Megan, um, would you play this deck if Nexus did not shuffle itself back in? No, I don't think so. You don't think I don't think that the deck would be nearly as good. It's just a thought experiment question. Because... The great thing about it, right, is that you can just keep doing it because it shuffles back in. If you could only take four extra turns, the deck would not be good. Follow-up question. Is this a deck you would bring to a Grand Prix? Ooh. <laughs> Another great question. Um, The reason I'm specifically asking is because there's so much shuffling, and I hate shuffling 60 cards. Yeah. So that's why I'm asking. But also, I've played, right, I take... um. I take Titan Shift to yeah, Grand Prix, which true. is so much shuffling. That's a lot of shuffling. It is so much shuffling. I don't know which is more shuffling. <laughs> Let's email Frank Carson. Because it's so much shuffling. <laughs> hey, Frank, which of these decks is more shuffling? Because you have shuffling? fetch lands and you have so many search out land spells. Yeah. Oh, 
So it's a great question. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And we are two weeks out from Mythic Championship Cleveland, yeah. which is the old, the old name, the new name for the old Pro Tour. Yeah. And I don't know what people are going to bring, but I feel like if Nexus sticks around, it's going to be this deck. I hope so. I bet you it is. I would like to see it. At the same time, I, I don't think that it's by any stretch of the imagination unbeatable. No, I beat it a bunch of times. Yeah, exactly. I think that, and I've, I, I feel like, honestly, we, we talk a little bit in the upkeep this week about um, how LSV and Matt Nass made a video calling yes. for a ban. Yeah. And I think that they're just drunk on power. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we got KCI Exactly. What else? Like, what else can we do? Right, because no one talks about, like, mono red, and that's just, like, running over best of one and has been for forever. And no one's like, ban mono red. Except you. Oh, well, except me. It's true. I need to be the lone voice of reason. <laughs> you just you need to make a video calling for the banning of Monoret. Exactly. That's the what thing you is, need is to that, do. That I love about turns is like it feels like it has play with a lot of decks. Yeah. Um. There have been times like usually you lose to Mono Red, but also there's sometimes where you turn the corner soon enough, right? And it has it has this great dynamic with that. Or you know against mid range. Um, you have a strong matchup against that, but also sometimes it does play like a combo deck and yeah. sometimes you don't combo off in time. Yeah. Um, and I, so I, I really enjoy that. Like, is it Drake's? So again, it's where a lot of times is it Drake's can have the counter spells at the right times. Yeah. I feel like, um, is it Drake's? I don't necessarily have a problem playing yeah. against this deck. Um, exactly. I would say when I've played, is it Drake's against turns? I've also usually ended up winning those and is it drake's in particular and i would say, probably say azorius aggro is the same same way with this which is if i'm able to spell pierce a wilderness reclamation the next turn they play teferi and tuck my drake and then i shock their teferi or i attack their teferi and kill it or whatever like yeah. it has the tools it has the tools to deal with it and i would imagine the same is true for mono blue aggro yeah. and uh, mono red exactly and so it just it feels like Maybe Why are you calling I don't to know. ban it? Like, basically, they're just saying it's there's a problem with too much shuffling or there's a problem where they get to a place if they all of their win conditions get countered or people. It's not fun for people to play against. And, and I, the proxy problem. Yeah. And it makes me I mean, the fact that they're foils. Yeah. So they have to proxy them out. It just makes me really mad. Honestly, I know that we've talked about this Hit before, it. but <laughs> It makes me really angry because essentially it's saying like, hey, I believe that all of these ways to play magic are valid except for this one. And I and it's just because you don't like it. That's that's not I don't know. Anyway, I think that it's unreasonable we'll at the go, end of the day. We'll go over all all of the reasons in the upkeep. Yes. This and I think at the end of the day, their bottom line isn't, it's just that we don't like it. But that's the place that it comes from is, hey, we don't like playing against this deck. We don't like seeing people play this deck. Like, guess what? There's a lot of stuff that I don't like people playing and watching people play. That doesn't make me go out and legitimately call for a ban against it, even though I think it's dumb. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think you should make more banning videos. Why Why do they get to make all the ban videos? That's true. What would you ban for Monored? Um, that's the thing. I you wouldn't. wouldn't. As much as we joke about it, and as much as I dislike playing the deck, and it does just feel patently unfun when you sit down and play against it, and it's like, okay, Gitu Lava Run, Avayashino Pyromancer, Goblin Chain Whirler, Light of the Stage, Bolt, Bolt, I'm Dead. And it's like, 
it just feels so rote and unfun and soulless. But I wouldn't ban anything from it because some people enjoy playing that. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I'm fine with that. Or some people have the goal of specifically ranking up and that's the best way for them to get there. And I'm okay with that. So all I'm asking is that like, I'm out there being a decent turns player. I wouldn't play a deck that has no more win conditions in it. Yeah. Like, let me do my thing. What also, would, what would you do if somebody counters your like Teferi's and your expansions explosions? If would I you, have what, no what more do you win think cons, you should lose. I scoop. Yes. Yeah. Like, I a hundred percent would do that. I did it the other day when I was playing against a control deck, and I was like, "Yep, there's no other way for me to win in this deck. I'm done." And I think the answer to, gosh, we've gone pretty deep on this, but Whew, yeah, we have. I I do th- I I actually agree, and I don't I don't think we're at a place where we need to ban this card. Um, I don't I'm not speaking about best of one. That's a weird format, and I don't really know what you should do with that format. But um, best of three. Um, right, right. And again, they were talking about how sorry. They're talking about how there's no way to sideboard against it in best of one. Guess what? That's the same reason people play mono red and why mono red does so well in best of one. So your complaint there, in my opinion, is about the format and not about the deck. Yeah, I, that's why I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that format. Exactly, I don't unless you only want people to be able to play mid-range decks specifically in best of one and not anything that excels when you can't sideboard against it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just talking about best of three regular yeah. magic. The, the answer is that we need to fix the code in Arena to make you lose if you have no more win conditions or whatever left in your deck. And we talked about this last week. Yeah. And I think that's a good solution. Real life, the proxy problem, that was a problem that was created by wizards uh, yeah. a few months or whatever Nexus got printed. And so now we're stuck with that issue. Don't really know how to fix that. But also um, there's but not a lot of tabletop coverage coming up. What are you so how do? big of an issue is it really? I don't know. We'll find out <laughs> at Cleveland. <laughs> that's one event. <laughs> yeah. Um, but huh. anyway, there we go. That was that we was went, my emotional moment. We went real extra, real extra deep for you yeah, there. Yeah, really in did. Standard, it turned in from a standard corner into an unstandard corner. Yes, an emotional corner. An emotional. <laughs> <corner>. <laughs> hey everyone. Ultra Pro, another sweet sponsor of Good Luck High Five. Guess what? They've got these awesome relic tokens that you can yes. buy. And I want to rip one here on the show because Ooh, let's I'm, crack it I'm open. excited to see, see what what's we inside. Get. You can use these to mark life totals. You can use them as tokens on the battlefield. They're just all around. Oh, there's great. A, there's an easy to There's an easy way to there's an easy way to open. There's two in here, man. <gasps> there's three. There's three. There's always three. And, and one of them's a foil. <gasps> Our foil is this elf warrior. Oh, That's so nice. Cool. Very cool. We've, we've also got in here a Thopter friend. And an ooze. Yes. And look at up at the top of this ooze, there's also a number. So not yes, only. Yes, you can mark how many of them you have. How many you have and also the power and toughness. Wow. So I, have, I could be like, I have five one yeah. one thopters. Look at my, I have five oozes and this is, this is relevant. <laughs> it's standard right now. I'll tell you that. Unfortunately, it really is. Ooh, this ooze is creepy. It's eating a bone. It's got a bone coming out of its mouth. Cool. Ew. These relic tokens are really, really sweet. Yeah. And you can buy packs of them. Um, I like the addition of the one in the top corner. Yeah. That's I think perfect. that's really cool. And look here inside is like a little guide of the ones that you could open. Oh, Did nice. you know there's a Karn relic token? <gasps> Beautiful. There is. And a Liliana. 
Nice. By the way. Yeah. So, yeah. Check them out. Ultra Pro. They've got tons of cool stuff. Um, and, yeah. These, ultrapro.com. Yeah, these are one of, their, uh, one of their many awesome offerings. Yeah. Check them out when you can. They're in a lot of local game stores. Or you can even check them out uh, on Car Kingdom's website, carkingdom.com slash GLHF, because they sell a lot of cool Ultra Pro merch, too. <laughs> time for a story time with megan that's right so we're going to go back to guilds of ravnica which is the set that happened last fall Oh, okay thank you yes and so the stories right now are actually not focused on the very big arc they're focused more on just like what does day-to-day life look like for the people in the guilds of ravnica that's interesting yeah right i want to know what it's like it's great uh so the very first one is about a demir agent lovely yes and this demir agent um works works on the docks um having spy bugs look into the different crates and see what's coming in through the docks cutest card Um, of guilds of ravnica demir spy bug oh okay uh but this agent is does this work because they he wasn't a very good agent um he's not very good at like the demir mage magic okay um and that's how he ended up working on the docks and so and his boss is terrible and so he ends up going and trying to steal food for his family because he's not making enough um at these docks with his terrible boss and he specifically tries to steal from his terrible boss oh uh and he also while he's there drinks drinks this elixir of focus that his boss has um and also some of it spills on some of the bread that he's stealing for his family and so he gets in like this giant kerfuffle with his boss when all of this becomes clear um he like causes a big accident at the docks by using nightmare magic on one of his co-workers Whoa, nightmare magic yes he leaves some nightmares Ooh, ashiok not the only I one no right cool. um we've we've some nightmares and where was it? Oh, so his boss gets like really mad at him and goes and it turns out that this agent's baby has been chewing on the bread that also had this elixir of focus and now has like <laughs> crazy powers. Watch out for a focused baby. Yes. <laughs> well, it like enhances magic a lot. And the boss is like, your baby's super powerful. Now I'm going to take your kid away. And the agent's like, no, and they get in a huge fight. And it turns out that Lazav Demir mastermind has been in the room the whole time. Like in the corner hidden. Yes. By just like illusion, illusioning and himself just comes into the out corner. Of the yes, corner. Hello, exactly. I've been here the whole time. Um, and it's essentially like I'm going to repay all of your debts and help your family out. Um, in and in return, we're going to mentor this kid of yours because this oh. kid now has a lot of promise. And at the end, everyone involved forgets everything, and the agent's wife is just like, "Oh, my aunt is coming to visit. She's helping out with the kid," but the. But the aunt is a Demir agent who's there to help watch the baby and mentor. Does the guy know? Does he remember? No, none of them remember. Does the baby remember? I don't know. It's not written from the perspective does of the Lazav baby. Does Lazav remember? Obviously, Lazav does. L- so Lazav he is wiped everybody's mass- Yeah, Lazav okay. wiped everyone's minds. Wow. Um, but someday in the future, there's going to be an ultra powerful baby. So this is like uh, Jace 2.0 potentially because he was a prodigy yeah and there's a part where potentially the baby planes walked away for a moment and then came back <laughs> during the fight the baby planes walked went and pooped on theros and then, yes, planes walked and then back. came back no they like got got like this like strange fruit from somewhere and Ooh. brought it back because there's a part like during the fight when the baby disappeared and then reappeared wow 
Um, and so actually it, the baby might be a planeswalker. I'm very, very yes. interested in this small planeswalking baby. <laughs> um, so then the next story was about an is it chemist slash inventor. Cool. Um, it's there's this one was dark as it's dark AF, oh, man. Okay. It really is. Um, so this chemist is working in a lab and trying to make discoveries so she can work her way up the ranks. Um, and part of what she's looking at is there are all of these in the in the sewers of Ravnica, there's a bunch of fatbergs that are clogging up everything, which is a real thing. Ew. Yes. Yeah. Um, and usually the drakes would go and zap them, um, except they've become immune to electric energies. Like they can't get the fat bricks can't get zapped anymore. So she's down there trying to figure out what it is. Don't use flexible um, wipes, Ravnica. Exactly. And so while she's figuring that out, she kind of finds this like power source that's making stuff um, immune to the electrical charges. And she goes and she tries to tell her whole office about this, but she ends up getting fired. Oh, and so she starts her own illicit lab. And so she, <laughs> and she needs to find basically an assistant and she gets an assistant who's really, really good at her job. Okay. And the two of them do like create the serum that makes people immune to electrical charges, except because it's this like underground illicit lab, they have these five test subjects, right? After they do rats, they get goblins and people and there's five of them. Um, and her like, they're like, oh, we agreed to pay them, but we can't pay them. I was just going to ask, until, are they paying them? Yes. We can't pay them until this like work gets certified and that can't happen for months. Um, and her assistant is like, and also we can't just have them go up above ground. They'll trace all of like the work that's been done on them back to us. We have to kill them. <gasps> and she's like, what? I can't. And the assistant's like, I already did. No way. Yes. Yes. Well, too late. And I she did. Free, the chemist freaks out and is like, I'm not about this. And so she's like, I just have to pay my assistant what I own. I owe her and get her out of my life. So she goes and starts getting all of these experiments. The way that she's earning money is now also being a test subject. So she goes and gets all these experiments done on herself, including one by the Simic. And she like turns into like a beastie for a while and goes into the sewers and the assistant finds her and is like i wasn't i wasn't ever um i'm not is it i'm demir it turns out her assistant was a demir no spy it's a demir baby yes. the whole time and is like i'm going to uh and now i'm going to take all of these findings that you made because they really are incredible findings and I, they're going to be demir whoa um and they have a big fight and the chemist manages to kill the mastermind Wait, the the assistant wins or no? The the, the chem chemist the wins. chemist wins okay. and kills the former assistant. No way! While they're down on the sewers, that is dark. It really is dark. I like that. Yes. That's cool. It was super dark, especially the part where she was like, "You have to kill those five people," and she's like, "I feel bad about it." And she's like, "Don't worry, I did it." Don't worry, I already do already done. <sighs> Yeah, that's definitely yeah. not an is it. No. So she should have known then. And at the end when up. she's like, when she's a simic beastie for a while is when she's first fighting the assistant and she wants to kill her. And then she turns back into a person um, and then she still kills the assistant. Wow. It's very, it was very grim. Wow. It was very Dark grim. deeds in the is it yes. guild. And then the third one that we'll talk about today was the Boros. Okay. Which is about a minotaur um, who wants to be a Wojak, which is part of one of, you know, like one of the higher up rankings. Um, they've just been a soldier, essentially. And they finally get an assignment. And it's, they, they like get their transfer letter, essentially. Yeah. That's like, come to this, uh, 
you know, come to the induction ceremony and all of that. But they look at it and they're like, wait a second. I'm specifically hired into like the code breaking um, and covert intelligence area. And this is actually like a meetup. So they go and they meet this gruel that's like, get this prisoner released. And there's a spy in the Boros Legion. I'll tell you who it is if you get it done. And it's a whole, it's like a mini, it's like a mini Tinker Tailor soldier spy yeah. up, in this ep- <laughs> up in this episode. Uh, so they go and they get this prisoner released and then they go back. But the, the person who said that they would tell them who it was gets killed, is has been murdered. And they're like, oh no. And then they get, the, the Minotaur gets arrested because they're like, three people were poisoned yesterday and you got this prisoner released. It must be you. But then they put it all together and it was actually their superior, their former superior officer who poisoned himself and two others. And the two others died and he was doing it so that he could get a promotion the whole time. What? Yes. Wow. But they solve it all with the help of an angel. Oh, that's cool. A disgraced angel. Has there ever been a spy movie where they're trying to find out who the mole is and then they realize that it's them? Huh. I don't know. That I've, seems like it has happened. It's got to have happened, like right? It was, they were accidentally being the person. Yeah. That, oh gosh, I feel like it really is already. How and could I'm trying that to think be? of it. Hey, if you know. Like, I feel like I've read it or watched it. <laughs> if you know if there's a mole and it was really you the whole time. Yes. Movie. Please tweet it or at book. us. Or book. Yes. With the hashtag, I was the mole. <laughs> yes. Hashtag, I was the at mole. At GLHF Magic. Also, if you've never if you've never read Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, I highly recommend it. Oh, yeah. It's so good. A it plus. is very, very, very good. Um, even if you've watched the movie, still go and read it because it's very good. And if you haven't watched the movie, go and read the book first because yeah. it's just, man, it's a nail biter. You know, I really like spy movies and I want, <laughs> I want to know because it's got to have happened, right? It has to have. Like, I I have the feeling, right? Like, that feeling when you're like, I've watched this, but yeah. I cannot remember what it was. I mean, the, the way that it could happen is, like, memory loss or whatever. But also, I'm going to count if the boss has been putting you up to it. Yes. That Absolutely. the whole time, too. Yeah. Or you were, yeah, you were passing information you to your know. boss. Yeah. And they were using it illicitly. That one for yeah. sure. Gosh. Any of these iterations. Yes. Please cl- clarify in your tweet. In your tweet. <laughs> Hashtag... <laughs> I was the mole. Yeah. I was the mole. I was the mole. Um, And yeah, we're going to have more story time with the other girls. Yes. We'll catch you up next time about what's going on. And under all of this, there's this current of everyone being like, there's been escalating tensions. Yeah. Like in the Demir one, the agent notices at the docks, he's like, there's been all these shipments of weapons coming in, Mm. like weapons and armor. In the Is It one, the Is It notices, she's like, there's been this really increased demand for like, everyone needs new developments and new experiments and new discoveries. Um, and in the Boros one, the Boros one is very good because they're also just like, we have, we have no room. It's them noticing that like the Boros have no room for compassion. Yeah. It's just sort of like, oh, you treat this, the child who's stealing because they're hungry as a thief and you don't address the hunger. Hmm. You only address the thieving. Ooh. Um, it's, Things it's bubbling, very good. Bubbling under the surface on Ravnica. Yeah, there really are. <laughs> Yeah, and they've been like, oh, we've been even more that way recently. Like, things are getting stricter and stricter. Like, the show of unity in the Boros. Cool. So there you go. Story time. Okay, it's time for some mailbag mail. We uh, did a mailbag section last week, was it? Yeah. And we just enjoyed it so much. We've got some more mailbag questions this week that are pretty uh, good. So we're going to dive back in. Yeah. 
Do you know what? I was thinking just at the top of this episode. Yeah. About a name for the male bag section, but now I can't remember. Female bag. Nope, that's nope, that's not any good. No. <laughs> um, what was it? I don't know. I'm now I'm sad. Good luck have mail. No, you've got mail starring Meg Ryan. <laughs> Welcome to the section you've got <laughs> mail starring Meg Ryan. <laughs> By the way, somebody updated us with news about John Cougar Mellencamp. Um, thank you for that. And oh. uh, the news was that. I can't remember anymore. It was not very big news, but just just that we You remembered that because the last news that we gave you about him was that he, he married, he married Meg, Meg Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, gosh, I'm so... I, you think about it. Okay. I'll answer the well, first, first question if before you. Um, anyways, here we go. What the, the first question... If Nexus of Fate were part of a cycle, what would the other four be? Nexus of Hate? Nexus of Great? Nexus of Weight? <laughs> Th- those, are, first of all, those are great. Yes. Um, and, all and right. Nexus of Hate is is very very funny. Yes. Um, which would probably be the black one. Yeah. I would imagine. Um, so do these things have to be like? Do they shuffle back in? That's probably what they have I to think do. So. Okay. Yeah. They're all part of the, su- the yeah. So they all cost the same, and they all shuffle back in. Yes, and they're all instant. They're speed. all instant speed. Yeah, I'm gonna say the red one um, is Nexus of Pain or something. It doesn't okay. rhyme, but I wanted to Nexus deal Nexus of Flame. Nexus of Flame. There it is, and it's gonna it's gonna be a lava axe that shuffles back in. What do you think about that? For eight mana, <coughs> Does seven. Sorry, seven seven mana. Yeah, I think that it should be like Star of Extinction. Whoa. Just kill everything again and kill again. Kill everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it can't deal 20. Maybe it deals 10 to everything. Yeah. I mean, honestly, once it's 10, it might as well be 20. True. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Is that too good, though? Seven mana. Okay, what if for seven mana, it does 10 to a, to any target? Ooh, I like Instant that. Instant speed. Deal 10, 7 mana. And it shuffles 10 to any back target, in. That's shuffles what, back I, in. I still think that's, that's so good. It's 7 any mana, t- though. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that's that's the red one. All right, Nexus that's my of red flame. one. Nexus of flame. Uh, Nexus of great is obviously the green one. <laughs> I think that one's Nexus of might. Nexus of might for sure. Yeah. Um, and what could it do? For 7 mana, you don't need to ramp anymore. Um, Instant speed. Oh, that, that, that doesn't always stop them. It could be trample to creature and plus plus a huge amount yeah um, what if it's just like it's basically creator of behemoth but without a body Ooh, that's great like all of your creatures get plus x plus yeah. x where x is the number of creatures you control and haste and trample yeah all right all right creator hoof Done. nexus of hoof just kidding <laughs> nexus, nexus of, of <laughs> nexus of might. might nexus of might is a creator hoof yeah that shuffles back in um um white that's a little weird yeah it would be life gain i th- would imagine is what they would make but that's so bad yeah it is so bad we're tr- yeah maybe you make an angel hmm like it's it's kind of like um the miracle spell yeah where you make like a pair you of make, four four vigilant yeah, angels yeah at instant speed at instant speed for seven mana for seven mana i like that two four fours yeah nexus of hope nexus of hope I love it. That's not even good enough, but that's what we're making. Yeah. Maybe they're five. Or, and then you gain and then you gain a life for each creature you control. Okay, great. There you go. Nexus of hope. Make two four four angels, gain a life for each creature you control. Yeah. 
Seven mana in white. Dang. Um, we're, we're doing pretty good. good. <laughs> I, I like it. Played in control. Um, and then black is our last one. Yes. Nexus of hate. <laughs> yeah. Is a discard spell. Hmm. For seven mana, they've got no more cards in their hand. It's a hmm. uh, drain situation. Huh. It Black, by the way, they said they experimented with direct damage in black and they're going back to um, like siphoning life instead. Siphoning, yeah. What if it's um, like returning creatures from your graveyard to the battlefield? Sure. Or a sacrifice sort of situation. Yeah. Um, like, like your opponent sacrifices a creature, you bring back a creature. Yeah. Okay. So like each opponent sacrifices a creature and you return up to one target creature from yes. any graveyard <gasps> Ooh, to the battlefield. That's busted. <laughs> All right. That's but really it's good. Only one for seven mana, but they do sacrifice something and it's an instant speed. So that's pretty busted. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like the black one's really good. Yeah. I'm trying to think of if it's like Nexus. I like Nexus of Fear. Nexus of Fear. Yeah. Great. Wow, we've just made a Nexus. nexus of, like, wait, since we have Nexus of Hope, what if it's Nexus of Despair? Great. All right. Great. Nexus of Despair, Nexus of Fate, Nexus of Flame, and Nexus of Might. I really like wow. these. Wow. I like it. I think we, we did, did it. it. I think we really <laughs> did it. We made ourselves a cycle. Great great question. By the way, these are from our Discord channel, which you have yes. access to if you're a patron. Thank you to Quander for that. Great question. All right. Let's see. Um... Call us wizards. Yes. Someone asked if you could make up your own arena specific format like Amazonians play anything draft. What would it involve? Great question. Because we literally talk about this all the time. We really do. Uh, um, Hold on. I'm going to grab my notes. Yes. Megan made some notes. We were talking about this one day. Like, what will we do? And we had so many ideas that we had to, like, make a list of all of the ideas and just, like, write it out and put them all down. And the thing with this is that you can get super creative. You don't just have to say, oh, well, this is a draft, except, you know, you only can draft green cards or something like that. It's on Arena, so they can code it to have, like, really fun things happen, exactly like you saw in um, the Play Anything draft, which turned into... To basically vintage in about five seconds so it's <laughs> people yes. were dying on turn one it got very very silly but it was super fun uh for a few hours there before it got degenerate <laughs> so. all right uh so here's one of our favorites yes. that we've talked about from the very beginning is five color singleton yep which is where lands you control uh tap for any color yeah yeah we love singleton we love singleton and i when is it coming back i'm kind of depressed that it wasn't on their latest arena calendar um yeah. Of events coming up. Yeah. Just going to get real with you. I love Singleton and I'm sad it's not there. All right. Agreed. Next. Uh, Next, we had um, Tudor Singleton. Okay. Which is Singleton. Where you fart every turn. (laughs) Tudor? (laughs) My God. No. Uh, um, Which was where at any point you could pay... I don't remember how much, like four mana. Four mana, probably. You can pay four mana and search up any card from your library. Yeah. Busted, Woo. potentially, uh, but also pretty cool because everyone can do it. Everyone can do it. So I, I like that. Uh, next up, we have the mix and match random deck. Um, so this came off of where you can you used to play this on Magic Online. Yeah. There's a pro tour. You got into a queue and you were uh, randomly assigned a deck of, from, from the top eight. Yes. Or it's top 16 or something. Yeah. I can't really remember. 
But it was super cool because you didn't actually have to own the deck, but you got a chance to play with the deck yeah. that the Pro Tour players were playing with. And then you were matched against somebody who also got a random deck and then you battled. Yeah. And I thought that's pretty cool. So in a, there's a couple of versions. There's one where we were just like, oh, yeah. some like classics, you know, like pillars of standard or yeah. whatever. But then there was another one where it's like, okay, you have to enter a deck, but then you're going to get randomly assigned a deck from any that have been entered in the event. <laughs> In the history of the event. Oh, you could end up with a real stinky poo-poo platter. You could just end up with anything. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of, I, I appreciate that one too. Yeah, for sure. Um, what, what else? Also, there was one where, um, there was, um, you either chose to be Megan or Maria. Yeah. And then you got a, one of like six decks based on your choice of who you wanted to be. And so there'd be like control decks and stuff. If you want to play as Megan, there'd be creature decks. If you want to play as me, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of these, I don't remember what they meant. No creatures. <laughs> that probably just means you can't that play creatures. You can't play creatures. The opposite of Kibblers. Yes. Which is big creatures. Yes. The one and done. I don't remember what oh, that means. Oh gosh. The one and done. What was that? It's me. I can't remember either. Um, oh, Secret Sealed, which was where you drafted a deck, but then in your hand, you didn't see the card. You only saw the mana cost. That's right. I love this one. Where So you're just casting cards at random <laughs> out of your hand and you don't know what they do. So here's it. You open your sealed pool. Um, obviously, your land's tapped for any color. Yes. And <laughs> I guess the, I guess. You would have to make your pool based on the mana cost, but you didn't really know what each yeah. card was. So you're, you're, you could see your curve and stuff, but you didn't know what was at the top and what was at yeah. the bottom. Oh, I, in my <laughs> mind, no, no. In my mind, you see the deck, right? You build your deck in sealed. Okay. Or you draft it. But then it's just when you're playing. You don't know your which hand, one it is. You don't see what the card is. Either way, I love this idea. I think it's so weird. And you're just like, well, maybe this is my draw spell or maybe this is my stupid two, three for three. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. I like that. I yeah. think that's really wild. So those are a couple of our pitches. I have a... What about the other pitch you were talking about today? Oh, yeah. The one where anytime... In this one, um, if you... Again, your lands tap for any color of mana. Yeah. Anytime you cast a card, a copy of that card gets shuffled into your opponent's deck. Yeah. So that they can also possibly draw that I card. I love it. And that would be a draft format. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one is super cool. Like, I want to kill this creature, but do I want to give them this kill spell? Because now they'll have it in their deck. I don't know. I kind of love it. That it would just be great. chaos. Yeah, it would. <laughs> so great question. Thank you, Worst Artist. Yes. Excellent question from our Discord chat. Yes. Um, Zielo asks, if y'all made a commander deck, who'd your commanders be and why? We Ooh. have commander decks. Yes, we do. Um, I play the Amina 2. Uh, pre-con. Honestly, yeah. we play pre-cons. I like the pre-cons. Yeah, because we enjoy them. Um, and that's, you know, that's, we play commander, but that's about the amount of time that we have. Yeah. That we devote to it. Yeah. I like the Lord Windgrace commander. Pre-con. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Um, yeah, these, they're really w excellently set up. And if you have two and you can just play a friend and they're usually pretty well balanced with each other and you can, you know, customize them yourselves if you want to. Um, I've had a lot of fun. Like when I go to my cabin in the summer, I bring a couple and then battle people just with those. And it's just like, just as fun playing a game. So yeah, like a board game or whatever. Um, Lord Critic asks, with this being the finale of the Nicol Bolas arc, I don't see why they wouldn't bring in a new Bolas Planeswalker. What abilities do you think he'll come with in this iteration? Ooh, yeah, that's a good point. Bolas is pretty... I feel like the last couple of Boluses have had variations on the same theme, and I like them. Yeah. 
And so I would like to see those where like the plus is drawing some number of cards. Like there was a version where it was exiling cards from your opponent's library and being able to cast them. There was one where it was just drawing cards. Yeah. So that's... Ooh, I kind of want the plus one to be a Thief of Sanity draw your opponent's top card <laughs> effect. Yeah, like you that's could great. like plus one exile the top card of your opponent's library. Um, you can spend mana of any color yeah, to cast. I like it. that. I like that and a lot. It's not even just that turn. It's just like you can cast cards in their exile. And it's like, what is the meanest thing to do in standard right now? And the answer is play Thief of Sanity and steal your yes. opponent's cards. They're like nothing feels worse than getting beat with your own cards. I don't care if you hate Nexus of Fate. Yes. Getting hit with Thief of Sanity and then like them playing your cards is worse. And I think for this, in my mind, this is any like any cards in their exile. So also maybe Nicol Bolas has a minus that's an exile a card. Yes. Like exile a creature or exile, honestly, exile a permanent. And then also once you've done that, you can cast that permanent. Wow. And War of the Spark, what if, okay, this is insane, but what if one of his ability is turning a card from, from its hand into a planeswalker? What? This is, okay. That's really bonkers. Here we go. It's going to get even more bonkers. Maria. Strap in. Okay, so one of the abilities here is taking a card from your hand, you're playing Nicobolus, and it turns it into a planeswalker of any color from the color card that you're playing. So it can even be an island. Boom, you have a random planeswalker from the history of the game that's that color. What? <laughs> How are you supposed to accomplish that? Look, I don't know. That's for magic to worry about. <laughs> it's like Urza. Yeah. The head of Urza or whatever. Oh, from yeah. The, the, head, the onset. Yeah. <laughs> but Nicobol is being very mean, I think, is the point here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I really liked stealing cards from the opponent. Yeah. And so. I, I really also enjoy the Bolas transforming mechanic into a planeswalker. Yeah. I think that's the cool. The dragon into walker. That was pretty sweet. But, like... This is iterating off of our idea that War of the Spark is for the war to control the ignition of Planeswalker Sparks. Yeah. And so that's where, that's why I thought of that. So I don't know how yeah. you can make that flavorfully work in a set. You're but just going to ignite the spark of an island? Yeah. <laughs> also, Maria, islands are colorless. <laughs> BT dubs. All right, it's a Karn every time. <laughs> it's a Karn every time. I get one of two possible Karns. <laughs> Hey, that's busted. That's true. That's very you can, good. You can make it. You very can hit good. really good or hit pretty good. <laughs> anyway, great question. Uh, great yeah. Question. Um, and we'll so that's our mailbag for today. We'll answer a couple more that we've got next time around. Well, human beings, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Thank you for coming along. As always, for the ride this week. Yes. And a huge shout out once again to everyone who has been a patron and especially everyone who has become a patron in the last couple of weeks. If you're at all able to, if you get something from this show, if you can think on your week and you look back at your week and you're like, good luck, high five is always part of my week. Yeah. It's there. I know that it's what I'm going to listen to on Wednesday on my way to work. Yeah. Um, or I'm going to watch it Thursday when I get home. Then consider throwing a couple bucks our way, um, as little as five bucks a month, so that we can keep doing this for you. And if you can't afford a membership, remember that word of mouth is the 100% best way yeah. that anybody has to advertise what they do. So tell your friends to check out our show. That would be awesome. And you can also support us if you have a Twitch Prime membership by uh, throwing your Twitch prime sub on twitch.tv slash glhf magic our way yeah that is a literal free way yes <laughs> that you if can you help already the show. have prime. if you have prime um you can support the show by subbing over there too yes or go 
And yeah. go leave a review on wherever you yes. listen to podcasts, whether that's on Stitcher, whether that's on Apple, anywhere that you can leave a review for the show, head on out there and leave one. That's also super helpful. You are our elf warriors, for <laughs> real, and, uh, and keeping the show alive and running through some tough financial times here in our February Patreon Pledge Drive month. Um, yeah, remember to enter the Gleam giveaway. Uh, the link's down there. You can win this play set of Slippery Boys to either play with or burn your choice. Um, and a bunch of other stuff that we're going to throw into the box. in a locked vault where no one can ever touch them again. Yeah, you can put them in a vault. Put them in your vault. Put them in... Everyone's got one. Everyone's got a vault. Everyone's got a vault. <laughs> <laughs> Thank course. you again as well to our sponsors, our wonderful sponsors, Card Kingdom and Ultra Pro. Yeah. And uh, check out the upkeep if you haven't yet. A link to sub to that is also in the show notes. Really easy. Comes out every Monday afternoon and keeps you up to date on the magic. Happens Ten minutes the or week. less. Ten minutes or less. Ten minutes or less. I mean, if it's leg day, the episode will be done before you're done with legs. <laughs> leg day is weird. Leg day is the day I eat wings, but not the wings, the thighs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. <laughs> It's the day I order chicken wings and only the legs. <laughs>